Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Picks and Sticks podcast, a fun music podcast where four great friends talk about the music, bands, and songs that they love. I'm Moro. I'm Gordo. I'm Cecil. And I'm Huff. And this is Picks and Sticks. We're back in the palatial Picks and Sticks studio. Yeah, we are. For another, hey, we're all together again uh, for another 10 Great Songs episode. Looks like Morrow's done some decorating. He's got a couple of guitars. He's got the bass. Oh, he's got the slammer. He's got the slammer on the wall. Uh, he's got a few pedals. I, I recognize I recognize the Trev wall. He's got, he's got the fuzz face down there. Morrow, it looks like you're opening up a music store. What's going on here, man? Looks unreal down here. It's good. Well, there's a lot of instruments. I can't play many of them, but... Well, they look know. nice hanging on the wall, if nothing yeah, else. They do. The Les Paul. Yeah. That's from the. That's from way back, right? Yeah. I've seen you play the shit out of that thing. Played the Les Paul. Carlin, he's decided he wants to play it all the time now, <laughs> so I don't get to play it. It's mine. I can't help but think of all these nice guitars. One of these doesn't belong here. It could be the slammer. It might be the slammer. I thought the slammer was a hammer, <laughs> but then I realized I don't think hammer makes off. bases. And that's Trev's. So you got the knockoff. Might have to come and pick it up. Yeah, you went to Winners and picked up a pair of B box as well, or what? <laughs> and we got the custom, the sender, Fender Telly, the sender Telly, the sender, and then we have the Jim. Jim Root Fender Telly. That's a nice, nice looking too. That's a nice looking guitar. Behind you is the ovation. The ovation. String. I'm gonna turn around here. That's a sweet looking guitar. Yeah. And then upon entry was the oh, Harley entry. Davidson anniversary special. You should oh, tell everyone anniversary. You should tell everyone your address now. Mm-hmm. That's why the the palatial studio is <laughs> is like the Bat Cave. You know, it's it, it can't be found. It's just. Uh, it's it's out somewhere. Find your way here. I you dare you to rob it. You can't find your way you out. You have to carry the equipment so fucking far to get <laughs> yeah, the car. You got to be in shape. Yeah. It is true. That, that's a hike. This is not a smash and grab. Yeah. This yeah. is, you got to be doing some Pilates. Um, <laughs> you got to be doing, you know, some sort of, I don't know, what's the what's the new uh Well, you need some CrossFit. cardio. You got to do some CrossFit. You need yeah. cardio and weightlifting. Cause, it, cause, it, yeah. Well, CrossFit. I don't know. There you go. So, um, I don't know. I thought. Did you have something else that you you? It sounded like you had something on your mind before we hit record here. Oh no! I just got my new uh, my new tires. New tires. Oh, yeah. Wow. So props to B Rad because he hooked me up. Shout out to B Rad. Shout out to B Rad. I thought he was in the soffit game. Was he? Was he? Was he, was he, da- was he dabbling in the rubber too, or what? I was going to sell the car. So and, the car that rather than get new tires, and, and then he changed the tires, and it drove like a fucking dream. Really amazing, wheel nice. alignment, new tires. Nice, mind you, I hadn't changed the tires since 2017. So they looked like racing slicks when I saw you, <laughs> like a month and a half ago. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. Well, look at that. Well, well done, B Rad. I don't know. Has he got a garage full of? Just miscellaneous tires and stuff. Is he? Do they match? Do they match? They're, the They're all brand. different sizes. 
No, you just have to call him. Oh, okay. And he'll help you out. Okay, good. All right. I got to call B-Red after this. So let's make this episode quick. I need some winter tires <clears throat> for the wife's vehicle. But um, anyway, um, I think we we should do, who wants to do the mustache, mustache update? Oh, no. Um, we should at least, uh, again, we're, we are doing the Movember thing. Uh, if you haven't listened to the, the quick <laughs> Movember episode, uh, it is out there. It's, uh, uh, I don't know, I think it's pretty entertaining, but give that a listen. So who wants to go around? Someone's got to go around the horn and do that. i got a update. pedal right here, right for you, Huff. The fuzz face. Yeah, the yeah. fuzz face. I, I was kind of thinking that. That's <laughs> the funny. The Jimi Hendrix fuzz face. Yeah. There you go. Wow. Yeah, it, it's, it's a little bushier than I thought it would be. It's kind of... Growing in all different directions, it's kind of doing its own thing, but it's so strange to see with the stash. Yeah, you've got way more of like a '50s car salesman vibe going on than I thought you would. It, but it it works. I don't know what's going on. Well, you know what, and that kind of ties in with your mustache because when I saw you, I thought you were selling some rich Corinthian leather. <laughs> no, no, it's just cop, very cop, small cop. You know, small small cop, like like, like big, mall cop, cop, small cop. Like no, been? no, like the guy that'd be driving the car. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah, I can drive. What about yeah? What about Carlin's? Did you have a head start last year? Oh yeah, I cheat. I cheat every year, but I didn't I, cheat I was, this year. This That's one's authentic. There's no cheating. No moral, we're not sure. You look, I off. shaved to the wood. Did you a week ago? Yep. A week ago, so you came in late. Yeah. Oh, it's looking good. But the beards there, you know. Yeah, that's looking good. I shaved to the wood too. Growing two mustaches. <laughs> yeah i did you, that, you that's, your, that's your it. fault for the when you were here yeah, last right. week oh yeah right. you were clean i was clean i mean i can't attest to the second stash but the first one was clean. <laughs> he, was, he was clean from the shoulders up we know that for sure everything else we're not so sure about uh so how do the uh how do the kids uh, you said the kids hated the you know, the new. They react worse every year. I don't even understand why. It's like they forget or something. I get a lot of ooze. Like these are teenagers. Ooh, what, yeah. what, what does that mean? How does that? Support? Do you get the throwing up noise that goes with it? Too? Oh yeah, that's oh, my, yeah. Oh. That's my daughter's favorite move. Yeah, yeah. No, it's no good. Not no. a lot of support at my house. No, eh? No. It's funny that it's normally the other way that they don't like if you. They normally don't like the facial hair, right? It's funny that your family's the opposite. They're like, you got to grow that shit. Yeah. But yeah, I like how you're just doing it. the stash. You've left the beard off. You're going just full. Thank you, sir. Yeah, you got to be authentic. Can't cheat. Dude, I when like I was it. young, my dad shaved his mustache off because mm-hmm. I always knew him to have one. As soon as he shaved it, I was like terrified. Yeah, it's pretty freaky. My dad did that after like 60 years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's your dad rocked strange, one forever. Yeah. But it went white first, so you couldn't see it from far. So nice. No more stash, eh? No. Nope. And I don't do my Christmas. We don't do our family photos in November anymore. Wife moved into December or October. <laughs> it's a good move. Got a few yeah. old ones, yeah. Like the stash and That's sweater. That's a move, yeah. yeah. <laughs> stash and flannel go well together. But you know what, Huff? What? I think now that I'm seeing this shit, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you should grow the whole thing, the beard and everything. It's been it's been two weeks. I know. That's rock solid. Grizzly Adams by Christmas. Should be yeah. out chopping wood and shit. Yeah, yeah. I have noticed I've been wearing more flannel. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know. But 
I don't know. It would, it would depend on. I'm not sure how the family would would feel about it if I went with the with the full beard. I don't know. Maybe it'd be better. I don't know. The question you got to ask yourself is, do you care? In the short term, no. But then after, you know, a man gets lonely. You know, that's true. That's true. You can, you can only do so much self care, <laughs> and uh, at some point, you know, you need some help. And I mean, and and to be honest, I mean, Chris has been very uh, very supportive. She she likes it. You know, she likes the mustache. And and by and I mean by likes it, I mean like she really really hates it. <laughs> <laughs> hates the new like. Yeah, yeah. She's not she's not into it, but. You know, it's gone quick. It's two weeks. Uh, she might get used to it. Yeah. I'll tell you something. The honeymoon's going to end here pretty quick. Yeah. It's the last week, so it's a bit of a toughie. Well, it's already starting to kind of bug me a little bit. You know, it's, it's yeah, I've had to trim it. and I don't know. But I want to see how it looks because, like I said, it's kind of growing. It almost in some parts is growing straight out. You know, like <laughs> it's not heavy enough to start, you know. <laughs> So, so I think the last week, I think it'll look, I think it'll look good. So nice. in any event, so, uh, if, uh, if you can, please, uh, please donate. We're a little light on the donations this year. Maybe we didn't, uh, we haven't badgered the people. I think that's Carla and me. We we're haven't stepped not up. Light we're going to get, we're going to rally. We're a little light, but we are, we are going to rally. We're all going to rally. Um, but in any event, um, we're light from the 2,500. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. two thousand, but then I listened to the episode. We did say twenty five hundred, but that we're might almost, have been, we were, we're a little bit halfway. banged up when we started we're doing almost that. halfway. Oh, okay. We're gonna get there, boys. I could put in a better effort. So good. <laughs> I could put in an effort. <laughs> All right, so let's shore that up, and and to the listeners, um, is the link? Well, the link is in the show notes of the November episode, so you can always check that out. Or you can just go to themovember.com and search uh, Picks and Sticks, and you'll find us. Um, and if we can, I mean, this uh, this episode would not be complete, I don't think, because we were talking about shaving it to the wood. So I think it'd be a good time to maybe swing into a gourd's pouch. I know that you've got, oh, my God, look at this. I wrote this down. So I'm going to read this as it is. I've always got a typo in here. You've got a you've got an email from Steve McAnus. <laughs> Steve McAnus. Steve McAnus. Yep. Yeah, that's McAnus. Steve McAnus. So uh, what's uh, what's Steve uh, got to say? Well, you know, Steve was a latecomer to our our Halloween list, boys. But he okay. uh, he he submitted a, a good one, which we did tack on to our uh, to our playlist. Uh, Steve says, "What an honor it is to be where so many have tried inside Gord's pouch." I guess dreams do come true. Here are a few to toss around. So, oh, toss around. I see yeah. what he did there. See what he did? Yeah. All right. Number one, I'm Your Boogeyman by KC and the Sunshine Band. See, that? that's a solid pick right out of the gate. That is a great pick. I but, went down the KC and Sunshine Band uh, wormhole after, or rabbit, rabbit hole. hole. Thank you. After this, mm-hmm. great band. Number two, Don't Fear the Reaper, Blue Oyster Cult. It's on point. It's on point. I'm a little tired of it. Yeah, but it's, it's got the Halloween title. It's a little bit stock, to be honest. Somebody's Watching Me by Rockwell. That's a great pick. It's a pretty good pick. That is. Yeah. Number four, A Girl Like You by Edwin Collins. This seems weird, and he adds, this one doesn't have anything to do with Halloween, except that I think of Halloween every time I hear it for some reason. Ha ha. He's fading a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Number five, Bring the Ruckus. By the Wu-Tang Clan Ghost Face Killer. <laughs> that's where he brings it home. Oh, it all comes oh, back. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. good. So that's, that's good. Uh, that was Minimac's list. He, we know Minimac, by the way, so he probably had someone help him type that. But good list, Minimac. That's not, that's not bad. Did we, 
Did we add any of those songs to the playlist? We did. We did. Yeah, we sure did. Well, there you go. So all of them. Yeah, yeah, all of them made it. So there you go. He's practically a celebrity now, um, and and you can um, uh, listen to the those playlists. Uh, so make sure you do that. That Halloween playlist is actually really really solid. I was very happy with that. Yeah. There's some good shit on there. It was so. good. It's fantastic. So yeah. So check out uh, what is it? Spotify, YouTube Music. Um, what am I missing? Amazon, Apple Music, Apple. Oh yeah, Apple. No Amazon. Anyway, see, I, that's what happens when I don't write them all down ahead of time. I fuck. I have up, Amazon so. Music, but <clears throat> and Deezer as well. It's the best of all of them. Amazon is. Yeah, it is. Really, it is. Well, maybe we should save that conversation. But nobody has it for another day because I, I think unless unless anyone wants to jump in with something, I think it's time to really get into today's artist, um, a tremendous oh, yeah. band, gentlemen. Tremendous. Eh? Formed in London in 1968. They've recorded eight studio albums. They did it over 10 years. The total record sales, now worldwide, estimated somewhere in the 250 to 300 million range. They've influenced countless bands and artists. It's Led Zeppelin, gentlemen. That's spectacular. We finally got to Led Zeppelin. You know what's amazing about that? What's that? That the range on their plus minus is 50 million albums, give or take. (laughs) 250 to 300 million? Yeah, we don't know. There's a lot. How is there not an accurate way to count that shit? And you would think, so, I mean, maybe in today's world, downloads and stuff, maybe I maybe I get that a little bit, but, I mean, it's Led Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. Like, you'd have a pretty good handle on that, I would think. You would think. Some, <laughs> somebody's dropping the ball. But uh, Don't you have a love-hate relationship with this band, though? No. I. You know like, what? Like, with this band, like, I'll go through spurts where I listen to them a ton, mm-hmm. and then I can't, I just can't for a year or two. Okay. And I have to say, though, that, I mean, getting back into Led Zeppelin again, because I hadn't listened to him in probably three, four years, okay. maybe five, yep. was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. I really enjoyed getting back into them. Really helped my vinyl collection out, too. Did you pick up a couple pieces? I picked up a few pieces, brother. Okay. Yeah. Just, yeah. just flushing it out, eh? <laughs> Flashing it out. Like, this sounds so good. I wonder what it sounds like on vinyl. So I, I got four of them now. It's, good. it's a good start. The first four. I got uh, one, two, four, and Houses of the Holy. Oh, interesting. No three, eh? It's going to be on my Christmas list. All right. I've got all the good ones. Physical, graffiti, coda, and presents. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. It's awful. Those are the only ones you could find. Yeah, I think their best albums are in the order they did them. Probably right. Yeah, you're probably yeah. not wrong. Yeah. 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 Strong case. Yeah. I'll say I I almost want to redo because um from your birthday, mm-hmm. uh Brad Clute. Oh yeah. yeah. Um faithful listener to the show, friend of the show. Um him and I started talking about different bands and stuff, and he brought up Led Zeppelin. And I and I said at that time, you know, I I don't listen to a lot of Zeppelin. I never have. Really? Um, I, I've never owned any of their albums. And I was saying to you guys, it's weird that I bought a box set because it just had all their all their hits, right? So it was a four-disc mm. CD box set. And the first, and and the, the, the CDs were, you know, in order, if you will. So on disc one, it would be mostly from one and two, so on and so forth. So disc one, I listen to the shit. Like, it's falling apart. It's been on every camping trip. Number two, a little bit, but not too bad. And then three looks 
like very good and then four looks basically brand, brand new. new yeah <laughs> but that's my point with this band like you get tired of them after a little bit they have some amazing tunes yeah amazing musicians but too much is too much i guess so it'd be too much robert plant maybe it's too yeah. do we have to They're, add robert plant to the to the list of people that can fuck up a song i would or wreck say a song? yes I would really say yes i didn't i didn't i don't get that I didn't find that. Oh yeah, let's find him a bit of a deterrent. I don't feel like I'm always in the mood for him, but that's fair. A little, little screechy. I don't know, but well, he's the weak link, and he's still pretty good, though. I don't know. It's, it's a mild complaint, just a bit. Yeah, I tire of him too. Interesting. Okay, I got more in it focused on John Bonham this this trip. I like. I always, you know, you know, he's good, but. Oh, he's unreal. More ways to appreciate how good he was. Unbelievable. Yeah. It's interesting because there's always been a lot of, you know, there's always the conversation about who the best drummer is. And there's, listen, there's, there's great arguments or, you know, great arguments for, for whatever guy is, is your guy. Well, let's um, have it right now. Let's do it. I don't think I would have said John Bonham before we went through this, this exercise. I think I changed my mind. I would say John Bonham is my favorite. Say him drummer. or Neil Peart, those two, and anyone else? You can make a case for the guy from Tool. Oh, yeah, the Tool dude's good. Danny, Danny, Danny uh, Carey. Danny yeah, Carey. Danny Carey. He he's talented. Mm-hmm. Do I like him as much as John Bonham? I don't know. Some people might like throw uh, Keith Moon into that conversation. Yeah. I'm not yeah, it's huge, always it's always the old guys, crazy Keith Moon. Yeah. You know, I I'm 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 gonna have I I have to throw Dave Lombardo in there just because I love I love Lombardo. Yeah. Some of his fills are just mind boggling. I definitely got to go with Bonham hands down too. He just I don't know. I saw a lot in the last couple of weeks, like drummers talking about how he starts the Zeppelin career, how he introduces himself on Good Times, Bad Times, like the very first song. Yeah. Jaw dropping right out of the gate. That's a really hard song to play. And he was yeah. like, I think nineteen on that or something. <laughs> it's, it's really hard. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. So it's yep. it's you yeah. Know, you know the key to him, I think that those other guys like Pert and Great Danny Carey, like they're amazing, really fast, <laughs> bunch of toms. What about Lars? Not Lars. Um it's it's Bonham like he's as powerful or more than those guys we've mentioned, but he, he's so good at playing quiet and his like his ballad work, and uh, he, he can just play really quietly, really nicely, uh, and he can play extremely powerful. Like, he's got a full dynamic. He's just, I just think he's amazing. And his kit's got a very unique sound, and I guess a lot of guys do, like we talked about, the you know, Alex Van Halen has a very unique sound. Mm-hmm. So maybe this is kind of a stupid statement that he has a unique sound, but it, it it is, to me, like it almost sounds like like he just took him out of the box and started playing him. I think that's what he did. <laughs> I don't think so. I think there was production value to all the stuff they did. Sure. But everything they did. I think that's part of the problem today is you listen to some of the classic rock and there's style to the kits. There's style to the sound. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to some of the modern day music, I'm not going to say all of it, but there's not a lot of unique style to the sound. Okay. Yeah. And John, fuck man. Like, like just some of the stuff he plays is just bananas. Yeah. And the sound that he makes with 
A very little kit, really. Like it's not a, it's a standard kit. Yeah, he just played a five-piece yeah. Ludwig. It wasn't yeah. even a fancy Ludwig. No, right? Iconic drum beats come from Led Zeppelin songs. Yeah. Know? So you you kind of touched on it. Not that I not that I want to you know derail us from the John Bonham conversation, but you talked about production. Um, how do you feel about Jimmy Page as a producer? And I and it is to me, it's interesting that you know. Normally, when you've got the guy in the band that produces all the music, it, that's a that's a horrible recipe. But it sure seems to work in their case. Again, goes downhill. Starts to sound worse. Well, but the band physical graffiti start to sound kind of different. It starts to sound more produced, and maybe that's because Jimmy Page might have let go. I don't. I'm not sure. I don't have the facts on that. Talking to my ass, but perfect. Um, I like it. Like I think Jimmy Page did an amazing job on all the Led Zeppelin stuff, and if you get some of the remasters, he does an amazing job on those. Like, oh, he did the remasters too. Yeah, well, oh, quite a few of them, okay. and he doesn't he doesn't change the sound. He just he knows what the sound what the song should have sounded like. So, it's like Jimmy, we talked about it in the Jimmy episode where. Jimmy was involved, and then once he wasn't involved, the sound kind of changed, mm-hmm. and it wasn't as good. So I don't know. I don't know if that's a thing, if if I'm just talking out of my ass, but I liked Jimmy Page being involved. Okay. So I think we can agree that the albums kind of went downhill at the end, right? Progressively got a little bit uh, stale. I, I I was into it up until Physical Graffiti for me. After Physical Graffiti, Physical graffiti. Fuck, I can't speak. Um, it kind of went. I wouldn't say it was terrible. I mean, presence. I couldn't. There was nothing on presence that excited me. Into the outdoors, not my favorite either. Yeah. I, I guess my question is, had Bonham not died, do you see this band like rallying in the '80s somehow? Like, do you think they would have got their act together, or do you think they were on the way out anyway? I think if they stayed to, I, I'm always hopeful. If they stayed together, I think they. Yeah. It's been like ZZ Top. They would have got Bottoms got the electric kit. <laughs> they would have got kit. sober and then it'd be shitty like Aerosmith. Yeah. They'd have all like <laughs> no, rock crappy rock ballads. Yeah. I don't <laughs> think so. I think they were too Willis talented. Movies. Yeah, nothing special from Bottom just like have you lit like I mean you've obviously listened to the whole catalog. <laughs> yeah. They're just too fucking talented. Well, and that, yeah. you know, we talked about Bottom. Okay, so quickly, you know, where's Jimmy Page? On the grand list of guitarists, some people would have him at the top. Some people like the other Jimmy, but you could go back to back Jimmy's. Depends what kind of guitarist. If you're talking about rock, he's in the top ten, right? Bar none. I don't know how you couldn't include him there. And how do you feel about John Paul Jones? Love him, right? Oh, dude, unfucking believable. Amazing keyboard, amazing bass player. Like, God, the guy's the the unsung hero. He's so quiet on there. The rhythm section was more like the they were weird like they're like John Paul Jones and Robert Plant were more in sync and like uh, yeah Jimmy Page and John Bonham like I saw some stuff on that they're talking about how they're they they paired up kind of and uh, unlike like Norm it's like bassist drummer right yeah the guitarist goes on and does his thing where they had like, these two pairings that kind of fed off each other yeah as wise once you listen to it it's kind of true it sounds like uh. Like a heartbreaker too. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, Heartbreaker, John Paul Jones. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah. Ramble on, same thing. He's got that, and it's very much at the front of the mix. Like, you can really, you can really hear it. You know, and for the average fan or for the average person, most, I mean, playing bass, I think, is a thankless job, really, <laughs> yeah. right? Not a lot of notoriety. Mm-hmm. There's a few bass players that people, that the average person could mention, and he's got to be one of them. So then that leads me into the question that I'm, I'm actually steering you in this. I do have a plan. All right. So now we've got we've got Bonham, who might be the greatest drummer of all time. You got Jimmy Page from a rock perspective has got to be top ten. You got John Paul Jones, one of the best bass. Is this from a pure talent perspective? Is this the greatest band lineup of all time? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm not talking about is it the best band. That's right. But from a talent perspective, like there's guys that. You know, you say, well, ACDC is a great band. Collectively, you, they're good. Like, you know what I mean? You, Are, they're greater than some of their parts. They're, they're right there, but I I think you can make a case for two bands in the same era is um, Cream and The Who, both super talented as well. I, okay. I, I like Zeppelin songs better, but yep. I think you could definitely make a case for those two being uh, equally as good as their instruments. When you dissect those three from it, you could argue they are. Right. So you got Ginger Baker, Eric Clapton, and Cream. I can't remember the bass player. There's not really any simple Led Zeppelin songs. No. If you think about it, try try and play them on guitar, try and play them on drums, try and play them on bass, try and sing it. They're fucking just out there. Yeah, like, like the, the like, like the ocean's a good example. It's simple riff, but you can't make it sound like that. No. <laughs> That's that's a good thing you hit on there. Like I've heard a lot of guys be able to play the riffs, but yeah. they don't sound the same. You know no. what I mean? They do not have their same character. Even if I could play the riff, could you drum it and you play bass and you sing it at the same time? No There's way. Zero chance of that. No. You know so. And as far as Robert Plant goes, I know you didn't ask if he's the best singer because you see, there's a few songs he's a little high and screechy. But I I actually on a further I didn't love him. When I listened to Zeppelin in high school and right after, and then I yep. didn't really listen to it for a long time, but I think now that he was the perfect singer for that band. I think so. I saw him last time he was here at the Dome, and it was one of those really bad acoustic con- acoustics oh, concert. Yeah. Like, like noticeably bad. It was kind of cool that it wasn't a loud concert. It was kind of one of the more quiet ones. because He didn't go off and crazy, but it was excellent, except for I had to move seats. Luckily, there were open seats because you couldn't even hear half the song. It was like uh, it's like if you had like the left speaker was unplugged. <laughs> you can, you're only hearing from the right speaker. <laughs> oh, okay. Yep. It was weird, and but it was just the position. It was like the sound was bouncing away from us. You could hear almost nothing, and just walked a couple sections over. Completely different. Then I enjoyed it. See, and I was going to ask you, and you probably can't answer this, but you know how his voice sounded because I think with a band like like the way that he sings especially in those higher registers and we've talked about you know some of the singers that sing in that high register as you get older it's harder to sing so you've got to alter the song so you know more when you see, like could you see this band if they were still together if bonham was still alive so on and so forth would they be you know like the rolling stones or you know well, whoever saying more like the honey honey drippers <laughs> yeah like it's <laughs> like i don't know how how you would sing you know, like immigrant song or, or oh, speaking or, of that, that like Madison Square Garden concert pops up a lot on YouTube. They, yeah, uh, the song remains the same. Con- they, movie. Yeah. All right, right. So they kick kicks it off first song, Black Dog, and he 
Say, hey, mom, hey, hey, mom. He sings it in the lower octave. Yeah. Gonna make you sweat, gonna make you groove. Instead of screaming it's like, it, it's like Elvis. It, it's like, yeah, it sounds like that's what it Elvis. sounds like when the singer's tired at the end of the concert. Yeah, just can't, can't should have got Dr. Vince Neil kicks it off right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just get the audience to sing it. It was a horrible way to freaking open the show. Yes, Actually, that concert's unwatchable though because those freaking pants he's wearing. <laughs> Which Jimmy Page or Robert Plant, Plant. should be Robert Meat. It's so fucking tight. <laughs> It's like all you see is freaking swinging to the left. I can't watch. The it. pants were squeezing the lemon until yeah. the juice ran down his leg. <laughs> there, there's bands that could have continued on without members. Not sure this is one of them. No, there's no way. Well, they did the Jason Bonham thing. They had I, Phil Collins fill in for a few shows in '85. Phil a few Collins. shows, but if you're writing music, I don't think there's. Anybody that could replace any of them. I would like to hear a Jimi Hendrix, John Bonham jam session. That'd be all right. That'd be all right. I think, so here's crazy. It's interesting when you talk about replacing members for a band like this, because there's a lot of guys out there, a lot of talented drummers that can play Bonham and play it almost exact, if not exact. So you probably could do it from a touring perspective, right? I don't you think could, you, you couldn't make new music because that sucks. Because I think obviously Bonham's input is the fabric of the band, right? I I agree. It, it would have just made people angry because <laughs> you yeah, it, he's so unique to the the sound. Yeah, yeah. but Jason Bonham might have been able to have a chance. He's actually quite a good drummer, but he's not nearly as good as his dad. So no one gives him right the time of, or the respect he deserves, but he's, he's pretty good. He is good, but it's, it's the, it's the inventor part of it, right? Does he, does he's he an a, inventor. It's, it's, does, does he a band or does he do, do like Jason Bonham and friends? Well, he had the bond there. There, yeah, there he was get a together band with Van Halen. Well, I was, I was, it's funny you say that. Cause I was going to say that as well, that, you know, if, you know, Van Halen wanted to get back together and, and say, put out a new album, Wolfgang can shred, but, He's not Eddie. No, there's no Eddie. Right? So that's that's a pointless thing to do. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So what anything else anything else on, on the band before it's, we start talking? I, I just I looked this up just uh, just yesterday too. Mm-hmm. I just I was trying to remember the circumstances of, of Bottom's death. And he was only thirty two when he died, right? Yeah. Which is crazy because I I seem I think Zeppelin I think of them as so much older. Uh, when he passes away, but th- it's because they started so young. But he had, um, they estimated he had 42 or 45 drinks in his system the, the day he died. I Dude. had 41 Coors Lights. Is <laughs> <laughs> that Lawrence Taylor? Yeah. That, <laughs> I had 41 Coors Lights. <laughs> Maybe that's a lot of drinks. <laughs> that is a shitload of drinks. Yeah, it's no wonder he died. Mm-hmm. All right, on that. Coors on that, on that happy note, I wish we had that drop. That's a that's a pretty good. Uh, although I guess every radio station in the world uses that that clip. Forty one cruise lights. Um, top ten list, boys. Oh, this was a toughie. This was this was amazing. So uh, for the new listeners, we uh, the top ten list is uh, created in the following way. Morrow's got his his papers. Um, so we each do a top twenty list. And then we uh, we load those lists into 
the patented picks and sticks algorithm and it ranks all the songs. And then we talk about the top 10. Um, so this is the collective 10, I guess that we're, that we're talking about. And I need to get my list. Um, surprisingly, we do have 10. We didn't get the picks and sticks bonus list of 11 or, or anything like that. So it's um, disappointing really. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, I, we I only was, missed it by a point. Yeah, it was close. It was close. Um, were you guys like me on this? I ranked these, then I re-ranked. Frankly, I think I over-ranked. I just kept ranking. Did you get cute, or I, did you? Or did you? Did you? Were you? You know what? I started to get cute. Did you? Yeah, I started to get cute, and I'm like, what? What would Bonham do? Well, he wouldn't get fucking cute, right? No, so just, no. Just list, put him down. Stay yeah, in the pocket. Yeah, because you're just like him. Just stay in the pocket. <laughs> well, okay. Well, let's talk. Let's talk number um, number ten. Is Whole lot of love. Dun, dun, oh, dun, 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 dun. Dude. A whole lot of love. Um, I don't know how this didn't make the Valentine's Day playlist. Oh, yeah. It's an egregious omission. I want to give you every the deep cuts. I want to give you every inch of my love. I want to be your backdoor man. Like there's <laughs> like like the whole the, the song is just littered, littered <laughs> with I wanna Is is there anyone worse than a Robert Plant for this? Probably not. Like he, it's just every song. It's about Vikings and and fucking and Vikings fucking. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. So anyway, so whole lot of love comes in at number ten. See, so it looks like you got something to say on that. No, you, you, I always <laughs> thought the I always thought the first line of the song was "You need poulet, like chicken." Oh, you need poulet. <laughs> yeah, always. I still actually I don't know what the first line of the song is. Still, is it to coolin? me? It's still that. You need poulet, baby. I'm not foolin'. Is it coolin'? Baby, you need baby, it's ba- baby I'm not foolin'. You need poutine. <laughs> baby, it is Putin. Baby, I'm Putin, not foolin'. I'm getting hungry. Poutine. <laughs> we get some skip in here. <laughs> Jeez, my <laughs> Christ! The first time I heard, my dad had a copy of Led Zeppelin too. Well, his band, like his high school band, mm-hmm. this was like their signature song. Really? Yeah. Do you have any recordings of it? He was the singer. Oh, my my God. God. Seriously? Wow. Man, if you have footage of that. It would be unreal. It would be unreal. I would need to see that. When he he howls. Is it not not one of the most iconic guitar solos ever? Yes. It's just unreal. It really is. But I feel like there's a lot of that. And I, I found, as I was putting my notes together, the challenge here is... To not always talk about how great the drumming is and how great the guitaring is. <laughs> this one's different. It's not a shred solo. It's like this. I mean, you've heard it obviously so many times, but it's just a different. You don't hear those kind of solos in any songs. Mm, yeah. I, I know one of our uh, our biggest rules is we're not going to bring up or we're not ranking live versions of songs. But I, I really struggled with this band to not have them influence my list. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And one staple they did was "Whole Lot of Love" live, and to hear it live on a few of the recordings, it, it's so it's so heavy. Like it's hard to believe it's like the early seventies that you're listening to. Yeah, it, it just it sound the sound was incredible. The other thing, you know, I'm glad you brought up you know rules because that yeah that was a rule. The other rule that we have, of course is about the cover songs and generally cover songs don't make the list. But what I, what I didn't realize with Zeppelin is a lot. I don't say a lot. They have more than the average number of cover songs that you didn't know were cover songs. 
Absolutely. Oh, yeah, they got in trouble for a bunch of them, too. Yeah, I so saw one cop. thing. Yeah, they got sued a couple times. They were times. ripoffs. Yeah. They changed the name. They got yeah. sued for a lot of songs. Well, yeah. Hey, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. So I, I, I guess so. I give them a lot of props for that. So uh, number nine, um, also from Zeppelin 2, is Heartbreaker. Uh, I had a hard time with this one. Now, Maura, you got this on your personal list at number two. So I'm going to pass it to you in a second. But I, I struggled with the the whole heartbreaker, living, loving me. a heartbreaker. Um, whole thing. But what in, do you mean? Well, I just. Oh, you, you, right. You thought of them as, you heard them as one continuous song. Because I've only, I've only ever heard it that way. Mm. And even like, if you listen to the local rock radio station, they play them both. Um, yep. It's on all their box so sets, weird on its own. On on all the box sets, they're all. It's like trying to together. write with your left hand. Listen to that on its own. Mm. But I don't know if man. you're right handed. But the reason it's such a good song. I would I would have fought that point, except for again, Gord. You said you know you looked at you know, you you watched some live stuff. When I looked at some playlists, mm-hmm. they weren't together. Yeah, exactly. So that kind of changed my mind. But anyway, that's heartbreaker. If anyone wants to, moral. moral. No, I got nothing more to say. Just right. listen to I, it. It's so fucking good. Be, okay. I, I find these first two songs really stand the test of time. Like they're fifty over fifty years old now, and I mean it's not like you could write them today and have them as popular, but they don't. They don't sound like fifty year old songs. You know what I mean? Heartbreaker. Like come on. Like, <laughs> when they go off at the end, it's so good. Oh, it really is. Yeah, it is really good, and I really enjoy it when it goes into "Living, Loving, Made." But anyway, that's a different uh, conversation. <laughs> um, that riff just fits. In there. Anyway, number eight is from Houses of the Holy. Holy. I didn't know if we would have anything. You know, I I expected the list to be the first four albums. But we got Houses of the Holy, The Ocean coming in uh, at number eight. Cecil, you, you had it number two, which was uh, which was uh, significantly higher than the rest of us. The remote control and mode skateboard. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Riffer, she's crafty, but it's uh, it is she's crafty. That's yeah, yeah. yeah. I uh, and my top three songs are well, top two songs are just songs I never get sick of, and uh, obviously that's my second pick. Oh, the Beastie Boys makes me biased, but can never get sick of that tune. And again, said it earlier, it's like what a simple riff you just can't duplicate just uh i like the open uh like the open room sound of that song too it sounds like it's being played in a in a pub it does you're right i i can agree with that and i love the just i don't know bottom's fucking something else too yeah that's a but weird did, time did, it goes four four seven eight yeah i was four, just gonna four, say seven, that eight. it's oh did you have that no oh i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> Yeah, it's weird, eh? It's in a weird time. And then they, the weird thing to me that I really have, it's grown on me is near the end and they break into the acapella. No. Oh, again, it's nah, like, nah, okay, nah, it's nah, like Van nah. Halen. Ba-ba-da, And then there's no fill out. They just, boom, then they're right back in. Like, it, I love that part. And to hit that every time, like, hit the correct timing hit uh page and bottom when they kick back in after the silence yes yeah. money when you see it live yeah spectacular it's funny you mentioned you mentioned that 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 vocal because the uh <laughs> it's one of the few songs that bonham actually sings backup vocals on because he doesn't normally sing right 
That's true. Oh, yeah. ooh. And, he shouldn't um, sing. That's no. his voice at the beginning, too. We've done four already, and now we're steady. That's yeah. him. Yeah, that's right. I didn't realize it. Hmm. A little, little research. Yeah, so, hey. Research department. Get we, paid. We rehired the, the research department. We we couldn't operate with the skeleton crew that we had, so <laughs> we had to dial that up. Um, oh, speaking of Beastie Boys. Oh. Number seven, when the levee breaks from Zeppelin Four. Yeah, where do they record that? How do they just, make the drums sound like that? They were in a, they were in the foyer of like a mansion with an open to above, if I'm not mistaken, two or three stories, and they just set them up in the by the in the lobby. I, I don't know the story. They were in like a two story place. Yeah, and full echo. He was in a stairwell. Could go in a stairwell. In a stairwell. It might have been a high school stairwell. They put him in a stairwell. Boom. Boom. And they had mics Boom. at the top. Boom. So you, all the ghost notes, you think they're ghost notes if you're a drummer. Yeah. They're just echo. Because they didn't mic the kit. Spectacular. Most they, iconic drum beat in terms of drum beats that I can think of. Cause uh, mutiny dude. on the bounty is what, what we're all about. I'm going to board your <laughs> ship and turn it on. Well, it's funny because what did you hear first? The Beastie Boys? <laughs> Or the Led Zeppelin one. I don't know if I could answer that. It was the Beastie Boys for sure. Had to be. Yeah, it probably was for sure. Iconic. Yeah, beat you're right. Rhyming and stealing yeah. or when the levee and, breaks. You know, and I know we talk about the beginning because the iconic drums are so amazing, but yeah. I, I actually really like the song. Like, oh, the song the, oh, is The song is amazing. But yeah. I think the drum, the drum sound is so massive. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's, massive. it's massive. It just... It just, I. The, he, he sounds like he's twelve feet tall and he's oh. playing like a giant set of drums. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's yeah. it's yeah. incredible. It's um, it's a really, uh, it's a really solid and tune. I'll, I'll give a shout out to Robert Plant on this one too. I don't know what it is about his singing on this one specifically. I really, I really dug some of that old blues stuff he tries to do. Mm-hmm. Not my thing. But okay. This one I found it really worked. Okay, so yeah. that's that's funny you touch on that because we go into number number six. Um, this is, and I, I wrote down, so the song is since I've been loving you, um, from Zeppelin three. Um, I said, this is the best vocal I've ever heard. This, this song to me, the way he, he sings this, um, I mean, obviously the, the, the solo in this song is fucking mind boggling too. And then John Paul Jones goes bananas on the organ. So this is the best. <laughs> totally derailed. God, such children. But I, I had that. I had that song number two, and Gordo had it number three. And and moral, you're in. It barely made your list at nineteen. I had it higher up. You know what? It, it's it's a really great song. I just. Yeah, I would have moved I, it higher now. I, that vocal just gets I, me. It. I honestly, it, I know we t- we like to talk about songs that make you misty. Mm. I I can't listen to this song without that opening guitar. Like it it brings a tear to my eye. It's that good. And you're right, the vocals are spectacular on it. Oh, Paige's guitar playing is just it's so. The vocals are different on that song than a lot of the other songs. How do you? F- yeah. Maybe that's why it stands yeah, out. It's just different. Like they sound different. He just takes a different approach. Yeah, it's you're really, right. really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, <clears throat> yeah, that's kind of my. Well, it was on, at one point it was my number one song. So, um, 
Oh, speaking of songs for me that came out of nowhere, number five, No Quarter, again, from, from Houses of the Holy. Um, Gordo, this is your number one song. I did have this at number one. Nice. I had it at number two it's good forever. Pick. And, uh, you know, I just, there's so many things I like about those songs. Very haunting. John Paul Jones's intro on the keyboards is so unique and cool. Like, yep. it's just, um, he's just setting such a weird mood. And then, the band comes in and it, 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 you're like, what? Like you don't see the direction coming. And then I think Paige is really good on this too. Um, yeah. And that's why I, I didn't realize that Houses of the Holy might be my favorite album of theirs. What? By, by just a smidgen. And Which that is really, bananas sh- to me. really shocked me. Um, but this would be one of the main reasons for that. I, I, this song's so different. And I think it was you, Huffman, that mentioned this is, it's got a bit of a Floyd feel to it this one doesn't it that's that's what drew me in originally when i first heard it i was like it really felt like something off of the album metal from from pink floyd a metal came out in 1971 no no quarter i guess houses of the holy was released two years later in 1973 so it's got that metal a little bit of obscured by clouds but most like it just had this the intro then obviously it goes much more rock and roll you know a lot heavier but it it just has this this Floyd undertone to me that that I really really love. Oh, there you go. Oh, and hey, the other I had a I I almost forgot. So there's not a lot of other bands that that cover Zeppelin. I you know there's the the I guess the usual ones. Um, I was trying to find. I, I was looking at just like you, I went down a rabbit hole. So I was looking at some cover versions or, or whatever, uh, more, I, there's a decent crowbar. I know you're a crowbar guy. Crowbar. Crowbar does, uh, no quarter, but the one that really stood out to me was the band heart, right? Hmm. Heart. They do, uh, there's a, and this is a recent, relatively recent version. It's, it's from, uh, live at Royal Albert hall. It's from 2016 and they do, a cover of No Quarter, and it's it's fucking phenomenal. Really, and Zeppelin's yeah. in the audience for that, Check if I'm out. not mistaken. Yeah, I believe they were. Yeah. That might have been an induction one. ceremony, was, or they did do a good job. Yeah, so you can. I I believe it's on all the streaming services. If not, I imagine it's on YouTube or whatever. I don't remember where I watched it or mm. or listened to it, but definitely check that out if um if for no other reason but to listen to the guitar. You know, we talked about earlier, it's hard to get the right tone or, you know, you can play Zeppelin, but it just doesn't sound right. It it, it sounds pretty fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. No they doubt. did a good job. Uh, where are we? We're at, uh, we're going into number four. This one comes a little bit out of nowhere from the first album. Last song on the first album, baby. How many more times? Oh, this is so good. <laughs> How do you not listen oh, to the song and not think of the old Spider-Man cartoon? <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Like, you know, they're always playing like cool, like jazz stuff. And he's swinging through the totally. city with his shitty spider. Like this would have been the perfect song for that show. Oh, they should have had it. There's a great live version of this where they're playing in Paris. And uh, so it's their first tour. Might be their first time off <laughs> playing away from England. And, it's black and white, obviously, and it, it's kind of funny because they look so young and so dorky for their age, but it is so amazing, the version they do of this. Um, you can find it on YouTube really easy, but the the live performance of this is so different than anything else you're going to see at the time. Uh, check it out because I think this is the 
68 this album came out, right? 68, yeah. I yeah. So. yeah, 68 or 69. 68. Um, they formed in it, 68, so I would think it. Anyway. That, how heavy the song is, is for 1968, is just mind-blowing, really. It is. Uh, songs about how many time, more times you want to have kids. So it says you have nine kids already, ten on the way. <laughs> Any more times you want to do this? Does the original Great porn baseline. music? Yeah, it's such a good. Is yeah. You know, and the first album just—it always blows my mind that it came out when it did. Is fucking unreal. It did. It didn't get the best reviews either. At like when it for, upon release, because there was quite a bit of hype, but the fans really—it it was very successful right away. And um, people had to change their tune for sure. That how they got their name? They say they're going to go down like a lead blue. Yeah, they're going to go over like a Led Zeppelin. That's right. Kind of worked out for them because he was toying around with the idea of calling them the Yardbirds too. Which no, it was so shitty. No, it was the New Yardbirds. The New Yardbirds. The New Yardbirds. That's that's yeah, that's right. Oh, no. That's what they're going to be called, dude. They're they gonna... had that name for a while. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, when they started. And then they're like, oh, this is going to go over like a Led Zeppelin or Lead Balloon. And, they're, and he's like, oh, all right, fuck it. Let's just call ourselves that. A crisis averted there. Yeah. New but, yard burst. You know, to your point about the, the first album, that how the fans kind of, you know, began to, you know, embrace it or, or whatever. Um, I just noticed. So how many more times comes in at number four? That's our first entry from the first album. The next three songs are all from that album. So our first four songs came from that that first album, nice. which I, I didn't yeah. I didn't realize till right now. But yeah, um, number three is a Joan Baez cover, "Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You." Um, again from from the Zeppelin album, Morrow's number one song. Wow, does it sound anything like the original? No, because I've heard it, but I can't remember. I listened to it. It's, I thought this was another ripoff. Cost where, where some it dough. Wasn't the act, they weren't doing a cover. They were just ripping it off. This one they isn't, got isn't that the same thing? I I think they actually got sued. Well, maybe they did. Maybe yeah. they did. Maybe. Yeah, they did for this one. Well, yeah, fuck whatever. Sure. They did a fabulous job. That's right. What What I don't understand about this song is I've never heard acoustic guitar sound so heavy. <laughs> right, and I, can't, and I don't know. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't engage the research team on this, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure most of the guitaring throughout the whole song is acoustic. Yeah, I think you're right, and it is heavy as fuck. Like that's, the, I think that's hmm. the rhythm section holding down the fort too. Yeah, it's the bass, right? and the drums, and the acoustic, and it, he must have layered it in some way. Yeah, I don't hear any electric guitar. Yeah, fucking awesome. How, how good is this epic ending? Oh, oh, it's <laughs> like. The, most of their endings are pretty awesome. And yeah. There's a number of spectacular ones, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> this one in particular is awesome. Man. Yeah, they they know they know how to finish it off for sure. Yeah, dude. Ooh. Um number uh number two. Okay, I got some conversation around this. So number two is good times, bad times. Again, from the first album. I don't know if I need to keep saying that. Um good times, bad times. So this is the first song off the first album, right? Yep. So that's, I'm assuming back in the day, they didn't do it. You know, they did it. They would release the album, then you'd hear the album, and then it might get some airplay or whatever. It didn't work backwards like it does today. 
So if that's the first song that you ever heard, is that does that not rank up there with one of the greatest? It's a big splash. I would I'd love to do an, an episode actually of of best opening songs on a debut album. Black like, Sabbath, Black, Black Sabbath, Sabbath, Black yeah. Sabbath, right? Like yeah. Van Halen, obviously. Uh, Weezer. If you want to, if yeah. you want to mix it up, like uh, uh, that was uh, yeah. my name is Jonah, right? Food I think Fighters. The Food Fighters. Welcome to the Jungle. Oh, f- fuck NWA. Yeah, yeah. But straight out of Compton. But I this, mean, there's this th- is this is really what you're it's getting up there, right? Like, it is up there for sure. Like they're not tricking you. The first like 20 seconds of the song, this is Led Zeppelin, right? This is what the rest of the album is going to sound like. It's it's unreal as a as a first. I'd love to be able to have that experience yeah right of going to a friend's house where they're like oh i bought this led zeppelin album they put it on and that's the first thing you hear ban it <laughs> yeah Ban-a. what do you do are you like wow this is amazing or you're like what the fuck is that if you knew anything if you bit. knew anything about drums and heard that yeah ding, ding, yeah ding, 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 freak, could you imagine you're out. on the fence you're a young man should i play do i want to play like trumpet or maybe i play drum then they slap this in and he gives you that fill out of the gate, and you're like, holy shit. That is a great fucking song. Yeah. And, well, the, and again, the, the, the drumming is is phenomenal. Yeah, dude. 19 years old. Just crazy. how it's, it's insane how good he was at that age. Just a phenom. Well, it is. It makes me wonder, though, at how many... He obviously inspired a number of drummers, <laughs> but I'm sure he probably retired a couple of drummers, too. Right, yeah. guys, are like, oh man, this sounds awesome. I want to play drums, and then like, I want to play like Bonham, and then you're like, I don't have a clue what he's doing. I can't play this. Fuck it, I'm gonna play trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> right, and I know like the way the band was formed, um, Paige and uh, John Paul Jones were session musicians, so they had a lot of experience. So this was this was Bonham and Plants, I think, first time in the studio. Oh, really? Uh, or if they had, they just done like some some demo type stuff. But. So the other two guys were like the Nikki Six of the band. That's right. Okay. So I I thought Plant was uh, I think he's strong on this first album, right? Oh, am I wrong? Unreal. It's one of his best singing albums, but yeah, I would say so. One and two. Yeah, yeah, two and three. I guess I, he starts getting a little cute after two. He does get a little cute, doesn't oh, he? Oh, is he getting cute? He gets a little cute starts, after two. Gets, does he really? Starts dropping some Lord of the Rings in there. Well, <laughs> run, runs out of fruit running down his leg. No, there's there's plenty there's of juice plenty running of juice. down legs. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Fuck, he's not the most subtle guy. He doesn't ruin any songs on one and two. No, no. I would agree. After that, he has. His moments. See, and I don't, I don't find that as much. I, I, I enjoyed Robert Plant a lot more than I thought I would. I think when you get into the later material, I just find that there, that the material is shitty. Like it's just like overall, it's just not a great song. Mm. Well, how you want, do you beat one, two? Well, three that's is the thing. Pretty good. Four is amazing. And then it's Houses of the Holy after four. Yeah. Then physical yeah. and and, yeah. They, and then they all had like. Or not all of them, but most of them had some substance abuse problems. And they weren't living in England for tax reasons, and Plant's young child died. Like they, they had a, like a real serious, and he had a bad accident. Yeah, the shit went down. Yeah, they had a lot of bad things happen. Yeah, yeah, that's that's unfortunate. A little distracted. Yeah, a little distracted. Um, Page Page was dating a fourteen. Speaking of distracted, what? Dazed and confused. Yeah. 
That's the number one song. It's oh. a it's a cover song or a stolen song. I'm not I'm not sure. I didn't realize that it wasn't their song. So, um, but man, <laughs> this song is again the vocal is is so there's so again I'm gonna have to give it the picks and sticks. Great tune, like great tune. This song wow. is great. I don't even know. How to, I don't even know how to put it into words. Like it's awesome. This song is constructed so uniquely at the time too, right? Like it's got these very distinct parts. Yes, and you know they do the whole when they do a live. He gets the bow out and, yeah. and does that whole guitar thing, which is which is cool. It might go on a little long, but yeah, you a little taste in this song. But when they come back from that part, John Paul Jones. <laughs> Like the rhythm section is so ridiculous. Yeah, that is unreal. That is unreal. They are just clicking along. He should be playing a stand-up bass at that part. Yeah, right. right? <laughs> like, he might be. Yeah, you know what he might be. <laughs> yeah, he might have been. It's 1968, man. But there's again to your point. There's some great live versions of it. I do find it he does was playing get... the slammer. <laughs> <laughs> he must have slammer. Yeah, you should throw an autograph on there and say that's John Paul Jones's slammer that he played in the on the first tour. <laughs> right. um, I forget what I was going to say. Um, anyway, great I was surprised it was the first song. I really was. I was too. I love that song, and uh, but I was still a little bit surprised. You know, I didn't have a clue what was going to be the first song. <laughs> I, I honestly didn't when we started this because it was. You can talk to so many Zeppelin people, and everyone, if you say, what's your favorite album, right? It's like, you're saying Houses of the Holy. Well, that's a whole different fucking animal, yeah. right? Not that it's a wrong answer, but you don't hear that that often. It's usually, oh, I like three, I like four. Four was their best-selling album, Mm -hmm. so people obviously you know, connected with it in some fashion. I think that's the thing I like about this, Ben. It's not like... um you know, a few of the other bands were done where there's like a distinct top three that is, yeah. is most fans' favorites. You easily could get like a dozen songs uh, on on any given list as the number one song. Well, and it's interesting because, you know, out of that top 10, so Cecil's number one song isn't in the top 10 and my number know, one song. What so what was your Cecil? Black. Cecil was Black Dog. Black Dog. Oh, yeah. And that's, again... If somebody, if you ask somebody and said, "Hey, what's your what's your favorite Zeppelin song?" and they said Black Dog, you'd go, "Oh yeah, yeah that, that, that makes would, sense. that makes sense to me." Sure, right? That's what I found really cool about this band not being, not ever, you know. I said to you guys, it was like I, I'm a caveman that was frozen in time, and I was hearing Zeppelin music for the very first time <laughs> outside of your four CD box, set. outside of the box the set. Four so yeah, so I'm listening to Zeppelin one, two, three, and there's songs on there that weren't on the box set. Never heard them. What was your number one song? Thank you. My number one song was Thank You. That's a good song. Just an absolutely beautiful song. It's got a lot of beauty. I was the only other person that had it, and I had it really high. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, Gordo at first had, I did. Gordo had it at 17. Okay. Yeah. Um, but that was that was my that was our it, wedding it, song too. So. You know what? You touched on a you used a word there. It's, it's beautiful. We don't use that a lot for some of the bands we do. But no, this this band is the most dynamic. I think of all the ones. There's bands. Yeah. There's other bands of the time like Queen that are doing a lot of weird, different type stuff. But yep. these guys write some heavy, heavy stuff, some blue stuff, and then some just really beautiful slow stuff. It's it's incredible the the vastness they have. 
Yeah. Well, the some of the timing stuff, like back to Black Dog. Uh, what is it? I don't know the timing, but uh, John Bonham, Jimmy Page, they're playing different timing. Like Jimmy's like four or three. Yeah. And every time he runs through the riff, it's a different variation of the timing. But he's four or three. John Bonham's four or four, and then trying to sync that. Bonham has to have the timing. Like he's got to hold it. You know, hold his ground. That's yeah. Like they're off a lot. That's like and what they do in like Cashmere. Cashmere is like yeah. you know, weird timing too, and then. Uh, Celebration Day. Fool, fool, fool in the Rain, too. Right. That's amazing drumming. I didn't even like that song till, uh I don't like that song either. Bon- but yeah. but then focus on Bonham. And yeah, absolutely. It's not as bad as I thought. No, dude. So I'm, I'm going to do something a little bit different than what we normally do. Um, just because, you know, that's the, that's the top 10 list. And then we normally would go into the egregious omissions and points of contention. Mm. Now, you know, we, we always discuss the top 10, but I'm going to run through 11 through 20 just really quickly. Sure. And the reason I want to yep. do that is we're going to listen to the song. Like, these are all the ones that, that are going to be on the playlist Like we talked about. You can find them on your favorite streaming service. Um, and then we're going to get into the egregious omissions and keep in mind, you know, how much material this band has, which I would... Say isn't that much? Like eight, 70, eight albums, 80 song, right? I think like seventy, eighty songs. Right, there's seven songs on an album, shit like that. Okay, so, so that was the top ten. So, uh, starting at eleven, I won't number them all. I'm just going to read them off. So, okay. what is and what should not be? Ten years gone. Thank you, Cashmere, Stairway to Heaven, The Rain Song, Ramble On, Celebration Day, Out on the Tiles, Black Dog. So I would I would say for the most part there might like ten years gone out on the tiles might not, might not be super familiar right mm-hmm. to people but generally speaking if you look at that top twenty it's a pretty solid top twenty most people oh, would yeah. say yeah those are all really good songs you could flip those and not get in trouble hundred percent now I just made and this is kind of a short short list of because we always talk about you know what should be in the top ten or in the top twenty or whatever. Uh-huh. All right, so these are songs that that weren't in the top 20 that are what I would say relatively well-known songs. Okay. Rock and Roll. Yeah. I Can't Quit You, Baby. Mm-hmm. Misty Mountain Hop. Yeah. Uh, Gallows Pole. Over the Hills and Far Away. In the Evening. All My Love. Traveling Riverside Blues. Tangerine. Living Loving Maid. Fool in the Rain. Battle of Evermore. Communication Breakdown. Going to California, right? <laughs> Those are just a lot of well-known songs, right? It's just ridiculous. Hey, hey, what can Thanks, I do? Man. Probably is in there too. The Lemon song, like I could go on, like like I could go on forever. So when I, when I was putting this section together, I'm like, oh, the egregious omissions and points of contention. I'm not so sure there are any. I I agree. How do you do it? I agree. Even though there's so many great songs that didn't make the list, this might be. One of the bands, from my perspective, I'm not going to talk for everybody, that that has a collection of a collection of songs that that I, I'm just not even sure how I would like. It's, it's almost impossible to rank. I, no, true, I just true. think you put the whole list. Yeah, it's a done deal. Just do it all, right? Like, I think you're making a good case here for a, a question I was going to ask: is, is this could be the greatest band ever? Right, they're they're if if not your personal favorite, they're in the conversation. Yeah, this band is part of puberty. 
Seems like everyone starts liking them once their balls drop. <laughs> I never true. thought of it. That's very true. That's about the timing. Yeah. Everyone starts listening to Zeppelin. It seems yeah. But do you yeah. find, so a lot of the bands, that, that's funny you say that, because I'm going to pick up on, on, on that a little bit, that, you know, there's a lot of women that like this this band, and, and maybe that's because, of, you know, again, they, they've got those beautiful songs. They've got those really, you know, the love songs and, and and stuff like that oh yeah i remember like yeah getting the beers can't go anywhere with them because you're too young to i drink. think it's the groovy beats, going to the man. park and hanging out with boys and girls listen to zeppelin yeah. everyone likes totally my wife loves all agree on it yeah and so does zeppelin three so does my wife girls like zeppelin three it was actually chris a good one for the ladies chris had <laughs> introduced me to the song thank you because that's what she wanted as as our wedding song and i had never heard it huh great tune Great tune. Yes, great good, tune, Chris. Right? It's a great tune. Great tune there. Yeah. You can dance the Zeppelin. Some of them. Yeah. Bon, bon, yeah. It's, got the, it's got the beat, man. Yeah, you could you could you could make that work. Yeah, I think so. I although I, I will I, admit I have their best dance on, but I'm saving for deep cuts. Oh there's no deep cuts. There's you there's know what you're probably cuts you're probably be. right. Well then the wontong song. From physical graffiti. Well, hang on. That's a spectacular dance number. What the fuck you do? You're just skipping the cue. Hey, what, what is it? We're doing it. We're not you're doing it. Do, you're just oh, doing you're, your own thing. See now. what happens when you go and mess up our order? Jesus Fine. Christ. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> fuck, I didn't have to do any editing till then. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. All right. I I need to borrow your pen because right. we're, we're going into the... Um, so, yeah. I mean, unless anyone... As something that that uh, a point of contention, maybe more so than egregious omissions. I was curious that Stairway to Heaven was in the teens and not in the top ten. It's, un- no, it's no, unlistenable. It's, no, is it a fact that not a fan? You guys just heard it too much, and so that Don't, that's it. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Fuck. I I I wouldn't I wouldn't even put it in their top fifty songs. Run up. What? What? No. Fifty. No. Okay, now this is egregious. That is... Can't listen to it. Oh, my I God. I wouldn't. I don't know why I would. Really? Oh, my God. I'll be that, right back. i got to run upstairs and get a knife. Pipe starts going, I freaking snap. Oh, I yeah, think of the... I don't, I don't I know think of the. Whoa. What was that kid show? The Friendly Giant? What was that? No. Yeah, The Friendly Giant. Yeah, I just that's the image I get as soon as I hear the... <laughs> I'm, not a fa- I'm just not a fan of the song. <laughs> well, and that's fine. Not the top 50? Top, uh, maybe top. It's about a spoiled brat. It doesn't deserve to be She's in the getting top. Getting everything 30. she wants. Top know. thirty. It's the kind of chick you don't want in, the, in that song. I think, I think we're gonna have to agree to disagree here. <laughs> I was, you know, and we've had our challenges in the past, right? There's there there are many examples. We don't need to listen to them all. Um, for those that listeners that have been with us for a long time, you you know them off the top of your head as well. But that that is always a challenge in that you hear the song so many times and it becomes a song that it's a great song, but you just can't, you just can't listen to it anymore. And I thought for me, this was going to be one of those songs. Mm-hmm. And as I went through everything and it's got I, a good guitar. solo. this, this, the solo's great. I mean, the, the whole composition of the song is awesome. It's just, you guys, you guys probably are pissed off because every time you you go into a 
you know, at least back in the day. Apparently, you're not allowed to do it anymore. But you go, you go in into buy a, a, a new guitar, and there's always some donkey playing "Stairway" or "Smoke on the Water." Right? What's or, in uh, Wayne's World? Oh, they, don't they have it sign? Oh, yeah, sign yeah. on the wall. Yeah, that's right. Lines, I don't it. care. That's right. And and I've never as, learned to play it because I didn't <clears throat> like it. Wow. Okay. This is shocking. It there's is part, There's parts of the song I enjoy, but uh-huh. I swear to God, I'd get like a minute in. Yeah, and I, I love the patience to, to get to them. I watched a fascinating YouTube video recently. It, it was only from like a couple of years ago of Jimmy Page. He's getting interviewed and he's listening to that song on a on a record player, and he's mm-hmm. kind of explaining it. And he said how they they'd set out to to do a song that increased intensity and and sped up. That was this thing he wanted to do, a song that actually speeds up. I didn't realize, though, that they recorded that entire song and Robert Plant hadn't sung a lyric yet. So they recorded that, and they didn't even know how the lyrics went. They didn't know the melody or anything. Oh, so it was, it was already down. Done. And then he added it. He was frantically so he, writing lyrics down, trying to figure it out. because It's like, oh. you know what? It's like their bad version of Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, my oh, God. Jesus dear. Christ. Are you? Yeah. This That's is what a, it is. Gort, start I the would car. Ra- I'd rather listen to the <laughs> and that concludes this episode. Than Stairway to Heaven. What? I really, would. really? I didn't. So, uh, this is vac- yeah. I think it's more. I'm not arguing with you. I, I think it's a better song. I think this this is I fascinating. One hundred percent fascinating that it brings out very strong negative emotions. I just well, you it's know, I've heard all. If I just, I'm just being honest. I think if no negative. I think this, if that song was a man, you'd kick it right in the balls right now. No, I wouldn't. I think this might be a new segment. What's it called? I haven't. I don't have a name for it yet, but it sure seems like we like if we put Stairway up against Bohemian Rhapsody. I feel like there's like it might come to fisticuffs. We better do it. Oh a, yeah, let's do a Twitter poll. I'd ah. love to know what people think. Huh. Well, Song Stairway to Heaven seems to be about a girl who gets anything she wants. Really? So, yeah, a spoiled brat song. Spoil really? And what's Bohemian Rhapsody about then? I don't know. Thunderbolts and lightning. It's got opera in it. <laughs> very, very frightening, <laughs> Mama Mia. That's the worst song ever recorded. <laughs> I don't know if it Bohemian is. Bohemian Rhapsody, like you're telling. It's tell- fun though. It's fun. <laughs> fun. So is three chord punk rock, and I love three chord punk rock, but it ain't no stairway to heaven. What are we even fucking talking about here? This is an outrage. I gotta listen to Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian beginning. Rhapsody over Stairway to Heaven for me. Yeah, I, I'm totally with you, man. All right. Well, listeners, can this you- might be the last episode, boys. <laughs> this is we just this, this is an outrage. We've crossed a line here. That's it. I'm out of here. <laughs> Fuck this. See you later. <laughs> Fucking donkeys. Hey. All right. Well, hey, that's um, that's what's uh, great about what we do here, and hopefully, uh, the listeners, if if you um, the forbidden riff. If, yeah, the Forbidden Riff. If you have any thoughts on that, if you want to get in on Stairway, if you like it, don't like it, if you have a, you know, which one do you like better, Stairway or Bohemian Rhapsody, um, Picks and Sticks Podcast at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter, Picks and Sticks 2, and Instagram. Uh, what's our Instagram? Is it what Picks is our Instagram? I didn't write that down either. I'm just flying off the cuff here. But you'll find us. I say, I say, fi- figured out. I've said it in like twenty-five straight episodes, so somebody's got to have it written down somewhere. So, <laughs> all right, let's talk. Let's talk deep cuts. And it, oh, right, this is interesting. So, deep cuts is is funny because this again, this band, all those songs that I 
list it off. I mean, they're well-known songs that didn't make the top 20. So it was kind of difficult um, to to do deep cuts. But um, who's locked and loaded? Who wants to start? I only have one. All right. What do you, what do you got? Ah. I like Black Country One. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. And the reason I like it is it's because uh, it's like a jam session. There is no bass actually in the song. Really? But it's got. Uh, I don't remember the song. Acoustic guitar. Two good. Yeah, two guitars. Yeah, maybe it's got a harmonica. It's got drums, and they sit. It sounds like they're sitting in a room just having fun. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, you know, I could name others, but that one for me is a deep cut. That's a good pick. It's worth listening to. Absolutely. All right. You got one, Oh, I don't know. I got a few. I got a few. This is great. I like, uh, if, uh, it's, it's on Coda, but it wasn't on Coda. It was on like the B side of Coda. I don't know where I know the song from. I must have had the box set. like Traveling Riverside? Hey, hey, what can I do? Oh, hey, hey, what can I do? Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, crap. I got the... <laughs> what? Yeah, that one. Uh, like it's yeah. Oh, sorry, I got mixed up in my thoughts again. Tripping on myself, chronic. But uh, <laughs> smoke that bowl. No, it's just like the. Well, actually, that would be a good one for lyric reading for Gord. What, oh Gord, yeah, Gord, can you read these four yeah. <laughs> four four lines from? Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually, I got it all queued up. Here you go. All right. There you go. All right, buddy. All right. Here we go. This is great. All right. Nice. I love this. Me too. Uh, I'll get the whole thing here. I got kind of the end of a verse and then start of the chorus is where we're at. Here we go. Now's the time for poetry with Gordo. Gonna leave her. Gonna leave her where the guitars play. I got a woman. She won't be true. No, no. I got a woman. Want the ball all day. Yeah, yeah. I got a woman. Stay drunk all the time. I've said, wow, that's, that's really good. It's a heartbreaking song, man. That's Stay drunk all the time. Then, the, then there's that. There's that. The bottom just. He's like Hemingway, man. Just very concise, Hemingway. to the point. He's not known for his lyrical genius. Eh? <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's a good deep cut, man. That is a great deep cut. That's a good pick. What else? No, you Roger next? Waters. Of uh, presents. Nobody's fault but mine. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's kind of almost irritating, the opening. It's like kind of screechy. But there's something about it. I don't know. It's like an or- orchestra almost. It's got a nice hook. Yeah. But then uh, a right. very danceable tune when it kicks in. Yeah. Yeah. It makes you want to hit, makes you want to cut. It might so. be the only listenable song for me off on that. that yeah. And that's true too. Yeah. So maybe that's why it stands out. Maybe. Because I, I had it on my short list as well. And then I was so heavy with. You know, babe, I'm gonna leave you, and since I've been loving you, stuff like that. And I just found this, for me personally, this song was just not up to those standards. But it is the unless someone else has a a song from Presence, we'll see what happens here. But I didn't, I didn't find that album to be very enjoyable. I do not. <clears throat> yeah, they slept a little there. What else you got? How many gifts on Presence? What? Not many gifts on presents. Oh. <laughs> That's pretty good, man. I see you did waka that. waka. <laughs> okay, last on uh, Ze- Zeppelin three gals poll. Mm. It's always been a favorite of mine. 
Yeah, that's a good. That's God tremendous. Pimps out his sister. Yeesh. A little disturbing. Yeah, that's not good. Great tune though. It's yeah. a great tune. Great tune. Bad news. We have a John tune. Wayne movie. Really? You got any gold? No. Got any silver? Just lead. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Holy fuck. And that's it. That's all you got, eh? Well, that's it. Three. Who's who's going next? I guess it's me and you, buddy. Uh, oh yeah, I guess it is. Do you want to go? Sure, dude. Okay. Uh, we've kind of mentioned it already a few times. But I just want to make sure it gets on there. Is Traveling Riverside Blues, yeah. which is um, off their BBC sessions, and I think it was off one of the Much Music masters. too. Um, I had it on my box set. Yeah. Always on Much Music. Uh, so Robert Johnson cover, the third, the thirties blues man who sold his soul at the fork of the road. That whole thing, you mm-hmm. know, that whole story. Yeah, so yeah. It's it's it doesn't really sound much like it, but it is his his Dude, song. And he battles Steve Vai. But uh, spectacular song. Um, Spectacular, even. I mentioned earlier the Wanton song off Mm -hmm. of Physical Graffiti. I think it's Wanton. Wanton. Yeah, it's probably not Wanton. Like, I'm hungry right now, so it's being influenced by that. It's like a soup. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think it's Wanton. Yeah. The Wanton's uh, song. It's it's very danceable, and it's Robert Plant on this isn't going to be for everyone, but the, the drumming is just, oh. It's just so good. It's just so good. I you, agree. Why are you covering your face? I don't know. I'm just... I wouldn't have known. Nothing. I'm, nothing, I'm not doing anything. Morrow's... <laughs> Morrow's... I... I. When we used to work together, Morrow ate more wonton soup than anyone I ever met. Mm-hmm. So he's probably thinking, oh, I should be hitting the wonton it. king. <laughs> uh... Last but not least, uh-huh. oh no, it's in the teens. I was just going to mention the rain song, but uh, it is already on the list, so that that's my uh, that's my deep cuts. Interesting. Okay, well, you stole one of my deep cuts because I was going with the wanton song too. Oh, sorry about that. But that's okay. What I found interesting when I put my deep cuts together, I just had the the songs, and then I went back and looked at the at the albums, and they're all off of Physical Graffiti. So I think we've got. Pretty good selection of songs off of physical graffiti. So anyway, so Wanton Song was one. Uh the Rover is uh is one of my deep cuts. The Rover. The Rover. Hmm. Yeah. And I I felt it's not like the Rove. The <laughs> <laughs> <Le> Rove. <laughs> From Graffiti Physical. <laughs> and uh and custard pie. Oh, now I'm really getting hungry. I had yeah. <laughs> wontons and custard pies <laughs> good night everyone that's a good pick yeah so those those were those were my two uh and again from, nice. from physical graffiti so that's um that's the list boys that's that's pretty good we've got 28 solid songs yeah. uh, from from zeppelin <coughs> we could and we could have had double that but no stairway to heaven <laughs> Fuck Stairway we, to Heaven. Stairway's on there. <laughs> I know, I'm just kidding. It doesn't belong there. Oh, my God. We're going to have to figure this out. We're going to have to figure out. <laughs> of the top 20 songs, Stairway is definitely the worst. In one in one angry man's opinion. All right, listeners, you're going to have to help us out <laughs> You're going to have to figure it out. Like, seriously, send us, help us out here, because... Celebration Day is one of the most amazing guitar riffs ever. Okay, why are we going backwards now? I'm trying to move forward. I was just trying to point it out. It's a good song. Deep cut. It's good. Deep cut? Was Celebration? Yeah, final. Wasn't, final song. wasn't Celebration? Oh, it was in the teens. 
It was. Was yeah. it? Oh, was yeah. it? Yeah, it's already on the list. Yeah. 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 All right. God, you're stupid. Take us home. All right. That's it, eh? That's all I got. Okay. Well, all right. that's uh, that's Zeppelin. I'm glad we did that. I know we've been putting it off a little bit, but um, I really enjoyed that. I hope uh, I hope you enjoyed it as well. Uh, we've got some great new episodes coming up, including the infamous Christmas episode. Mm. We're, 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 yeah. We're, uh, we're brainstorming. We've got some ideas. We're doing some shit on that, so you don't want to miss that. Um, so just make sure you subscribe to Picks and Sticks. You can find us uh, wherever you get your podcasts, including Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Amazon, Pandora. But you probably already know that because you're listening to us now. And if you're listening to us now, you found it through a streaming service. So maybe I should take that out of the outro. So with that said, <laughs> we'll just say thanks for listening. And until next time, see you! I don't know why we put that in there. That might be the dumbest thing ever. That was the best. It just hit you there. <laughs> Did that just hit you? Yeah. You're like, this might be the dumbest thing I've ever done. No. Mention it every time. Oh, well. In case you're planning on switching streaming services. That's right. <laughs>